to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. Robert Mueller Brand Hearing Aids. Can you repeat that? Robert Mueller Brand Hearing Aids. Can you repeat that? Robert Mueller Brand Hearing Aids. They don't work at all. The Republican Legal Institute for Rationalizing Irrational Legal Frameworks, where the president committed crimes to become president, but since the president cannot be indicted for committing crimes while president, the crimes the president committed to become president cannot be crimes, making the real crime investigating the crime that the president who cannot commit crime committed to become president. And the Robert Mueller SAT Prep School, where declining to answer is always the right answer. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And if our voices were any less audible, they would be Robert Mueller speaking way too far away from his microphone. Our top story this week, a group of environmental activists from the international environmental activist organization Extinction Rebellion superglued themselves into a human chain in an attempt to block off a tunnel in the Capitol building. One superglued activist was quoted by the Washington Post as saying, quote, We're blocking this doorway because Congress isn't taking the climate crisis seriously! Because there's no better way to be taken seriously than by supergluing yourself into a human chain. Barely Audible Whisper obtained audio of the Extinction Rebellion meeting in which they decided to superglue themselves to a tunnel. I am sick and tired of Congress not taking the climate crisis seriously. We need to take serious action to draw serious attention to this serious issue. Obviously, this is a very serious situation that requires us to take action so serious that Congress takes us seriously when they see how serious we are. Let's superglue ourselves into a human chain and then superglue our superglued human chain to a doorway inside of a tunnel in the Capitol building. Of course. Nothing's more serious than a bunch of environmentalists superglued together into a superglued human chain anchored to a doorway with superglue. This plan is flawless. When Congress is confronted with an impenetrable wall of superglued activists, the first response will automatically be, wow, we really need to take the climate crisis more seriously. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out like that. The protesters did manage to attract attention, most of it mocking them, and they were unsuccessful in blocking off the passageway as passersby simply ducked underneath the activists' outstretched arms. Excuse me, I'm just going to duck underneath. You can't just duck underneath climate change. This is serious. Yeah, because nothing's more serious than a bunch of activists super glued together into a super glued human chain anchored into a doorway and super glue. Yeah, she gets it. The protesters were arrested, although it remains unclear how exactly they were removed. Everybody stick together! Our our bond is un... Breakable. Taking the climate crisis seriously is the cause we adhere to. The Post also reports that at least one protester may have suffered injuries when he had his hand ripped from the wall. That seriously hurt. This is serious. may have lost some skin, but it's worth it knowing that Congress is taking this seriously. My only regret is that I have but one layer of epidermis to give to my planet. Ow. 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 Let me pick that up. 
We interviewed members of Congress to see just how seriously they were taking the superglue protest. That's rich. Okay, so on second thought, I guess I just regret the whole thing. I don't get it. Why didn't they take us seriously? Next time we'll use rubber cement. You're, You're welcome, welcome Earth. Earth! I ate it. <laughs> I ate your epidermis. <laughs> Advisor to the President and hairless racist Muppet Stephen Miller, one of the chief engineers of the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy, which separates immigrant children from their parents and detains them in internment camps, has proposed a new draconian asylum policy that would cap the number of asylum seekers allowed in the United States at zero. Dr. David Glosser, Stephen Miller's uncle, a neuroscientist and decent human being, responded to his nephew's zero-tolerance policy with an op-ed that told the story of his grandfather, who received asylum from Tsarist persecution in America and went on to prosper. In response to Miller's new proposal, Dr. Glosser appeared on The Rachel Maddow Show to once again decry the anti-immigrant policies of his nephew, policies that ironically would have prevented Stephen Miller from having been born in America. Against that backdrop, Barely Audible Whisper presents a Stephen Miller family reunion. Oh, what a lovely end of the summer backyard barbecue. Too bad my son Steven couldn't make it, although he does hate to be around happy people having a good time. Surprise! I made it! <gasps> I wasn't going to come at first because I hate being around happy people having a good time, but then I remembered I love ruining happy people's good time. That's my Steven! Sucking the joy out of everything. Who's mommy's little killjoy? Stop it, Mom. You're embarrassing me. Besides, you know I'm allergic to human affection. What a lovely end of summer backyard barbecue. Man, it's good to be around happy people having a good time. Oh, hello, Steven. You're not having a good time anymore, are you, Uncle David? No. Yes. Other people's misery is the only thing that makes me happy. Now, Stephen, you be nice to your Uncle David. But, Mom, he wrote a mean editorial about me in Politico and then went on Rachel Maddow and called me a racist. But you are a racist, sweet pea. The kind of horrible racist that only a mother can love. Hootsie! Mom! I told you I'm allergic to human affection. Not to mention human decency, compassion, justice. Mom, Uncle David's being mean to me again. Try not to take it personally, Sweet Pea. He just doesn't like you because you're a bad person. But Mom, that's the exact definition of taking something personal. Oh, so you care about the definition of words when they hurt you, but when you use hurtful words like chain migration and illegal alien, you don't care that those words described your own great-grandfather. Grandpa Glosser should have been born in this country like I was. I do wish you'd think about how dumb you sound before you say things, sweet pea. But, Mom, illegal immigrants and crime and drugs and 
job stealing and Sharia law and communism and Osama bin Laden and taco trucks. I do wish you would try and formulate complete thoughts, sweet pea. But mom, complete thoughts are a George Soros-funded liberal deep state America-hating Trump derangement syndrome conspiracy. Your great-grandfather's passage to America was paid for by an immediate relative who fled Tsarist persecution of the Jews, received asylum in America, and worked to achieve so much prosperity that his descendants could become merchants and scholars. Uh, ironically, his American dream story was so successful that his lineage would one day include an overprivileged antisocial racist who strives to destroy the very American dream he so thoroughly embodied. Mom, Uncle David is perpetuating the liberals' false immigration narrative so that illegal aliens can illegally be illegal in our country and illegally vote for Democrats. Oh, how I worried about you when you were a child. When all of the other children would be playing and having fun, you'd be off by yourself inventing crazy racist conspiracies. I used to lie awake at night worrying that my little sweet pea's crazy racist conspiracies would hold you back in life. Little did I know that one day, the President of the United States would be a crazy racist conspiracy and that my little sweet pea's crazy racist conspiracies would be the cornerstone of American immigration policy. Now that's an American dream story. A white, American-born, disturbed loner child grows up to exact revenge on the world by inflicting inhumane cruelty on vulnerable brown people. Now I lie awake at night, worried that my little Sweet Peas racist conspiracies are the cornerstone of American immigration policy. I should have aborted you. Should have done it. Should have just drank that gin, gotten that hot tub, gotten the knitting needle. racist tweet last weekend, President Trump suggested that four congresswomen of color, known as the Squad, should go back to where they came from. As always, our Trump impersonator is a woman, because we hear he hates that. They should go back from where they came from and fix all the problems in the shithole countries that they came from, which are shitholes because of the foreigners who are foreign and brown and shitholy. All caps, make America great again, hashtag go back to where you came from. The audacious racism of Trump's racist tweet caused liberals to complain. That's racist. However, the identification of racism as racism by liberals activated a Pavlovian response in Republicans. I'm not a racist. Which set off an absurd debate about racism. Telling people to go back to where they came from is classic racist rhetoric. I'm not racist, and if you call me racist, you're racist against not racist who you call racist. So if anyone is racist, it's the racist, race-baiting, Democrat, race-baiting racists. How does calling racism racist make me racist? I'm not racist. Trump told those women who happen to be minorities to go back to where they came from. Not because they happen to be minorities, but because they hate America. Really? They hate America? 
They hate Trump, and Trump is the president of America, so they hate America, even though Trump hated the former president of America, because the former president of America hated America. And if you love America, you hate people who hate America. And if you hate America, you should go back to wherever you came from that isn't America. This controversy was elevated at a Trump re-election rally. Ilhan Omar. Send her back! Send her back! After basking in the racist chant, the chant was not racist. For 13 full seconds, Trump claimed that he disapproved of the chant while praising the people who chanted the chant. I didn't like the chant, which is why I spoke up very quickly after 13 seconds because I didn't like what they were chanting. Even though they were repeating what I had already said, they shouldn't have chanted that even though they are great patriots who were chanting because they love America. I'm losing it. I don't hate black people. I hate Muslims. Uh, not all Muslims, just the Muslims that are especially Muslimy. How is that not racist? Sharia law. What? Did I say Muslim? I meant communist. The squad are all communists and Muslims. They're Muslim communists. That's literally, by definition, impossible. That's what makes them so dangerous. They hate America so much, they are an impossible combination of things I don't like. Not surprisingly, Trump went on to make up a bunch of nonsense. The America-hating squad is the most America-hating squad. They call America garbage, and they say evil Jews, and they shouldn't be allowed to say the things that they didn't really say, which is why they should get out of America and go back to where they came from, even though that's America. Send her back! For not racist reasons. Send her back. For not racist reasons. So what have we learned from all this? I hate learning. Learning is elitist. Ironically, as much as Republicans hate it when liberals assume they are racist. I am not a racist. They don't seem to mind or even notice that Trump's entire re-election strategy is based on his assumption that Republicans are racist. I am not a racist. For congresswomen of color. Send them back. Send them back! Immigrant children in concentration camps. Lock them up! Lock them up! Muslims. Send them back! And or lock them up! This is so frighteningly racist! I am not a racist! I alone can protect you from the hordes of super scary, Mexican, alien, illegal, secret Muslim, job-stealing, communist, gang member, Brown people. Trump, 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 Trump. Me, 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 me. Former special counsel Robert Mueller's highly anticipated testimony before two House committees this Wednesday proved to be the biggest Trump-related anticlimax since Stormy Daniels. Yes, we've used that joke before. But if Congress can recycle their favorite talking points, then why shouldn't we? The not-so-blockbuster testimony focused mainly on Robert Mueller's inability to hear questions or use a microphone. Mr. Mueller, in your report you expressly stated that you were not investigating anything called collusion. Did you not? Could you repeat the question? Did you investigate collusion? What? Collusion! You did not investigate collusion! Is that correct? Let me check my report. That is correct.
please speak into the microphone? Sorry, I'll speak directly into the microphone from now on. What was the question? You did not investigate collusion. Is that correct? Let me check. That's correct. Please speak into the microphone. So sorry, I decided to place my reference materials as far away from the microphone as possible. During the rare occasion when Muller did hear the question and was able to figure out the microphone, Muller's testimony was often characterized by Muller not answering questions. Mr. Muller, you have stated that DOJ policy prohibits indicting a sitting president. If President Trump were not president, would you have indicted him for obstruction of justice? I cannot speak to that. I'm going to ask the same question a slightly different way in hopes of getting you to answer by restating my question in Pig Latin. Is ye the only ye re rump tray asent way indite? Ecos be he ye is ye isident prey? I cannot speak to that. What if I again ask the exact same question, but this time I leave out every other word? Is only trumpet because was question mark? Meanwhile, Republicans tried to take advantage of Mueller's DOJ-mandated prohibition on answering questions by making it seem like he was covering something up. Was your entire investigation started as a result of the Steele dossier? I cannot speak to the origins so of- So you refuse to admit that this entire investigation is nothing more than a Democrat conspiracy started by a Democrat-funded dossier? I cannot speak- So you don't deny that the origins of this investigation were started by Hillary Clinton to frame Trump because Obama- I cannot speak to- What else are you trying to hide? I'm not trying to hide any- It's a simple question. What else are you trying to hide, yes or no? That's not a yes or no question. Yes or no, Mr. Muller, if that is your real name. I disagree with your characterization. If Trump is innocent, say what? Huh? If Trump is innocent, say what? Uh, could you repeat the question? If Trump is innocent, ask me to repeat the question. Could you repeat the question? Boom! I just proved Trump is innocent. Drop the mic. Okay. Can I crouch down to speak into the mic now, or can I pick it up? The microphones are confusing. Boris Johnson, England's Trump-like racist populist with silly blonde hair, was elected leader of the ruling Tory party and therefore the new Prime Minister of Great Britain. The election of Johnson, a leading proponent of the Leave movement who has vowed to usher in Brexit at any cost, has caused independence movements to spring up in nations within Great Britain who wish to remain in the EU, such as Northern Ireland. We're revitalizing a movement in Northern Ireland's independence from England. What's the worst can happen? Scotland. You can take our lives, but you can't take away our economic interdependence on the European Union! And Wales. Unfortunately, no one ever knows what the hell any Welsh person is ever talking about. For more on what this means for England, Barely Audible Whisper turns to irritatingly British international reporter Christian Amanpour. As always, our Boris Johnson impersonator is our Trump impersonator speaking in an English accent, because Boris Johnson is Trump speaking in an English accent. Promises made, promises kept. 
Hello, I'm Christiane Amenpour, and for some reason my accent lends credibility to my reporting. On the one hand, our economy is irrevocably connected to the European nations, but on the other hand, we don't want a bunch of foreigners telling us what to do. That nonsense is being spewed by Boris Johnson, the new Prime Minister of England, and what Donald Trump would look like if he drank. I was elected by literally less than 1% of the country, but I will act as though I have the authority of a popular referendum from the people. That's right. The resignation of Prime Minister Theresa May triggered an election for a new Prime Minister. But not a national election as democratic principles or basic logic would dictate. Instead, the resignation of May as leader of the Tories, who are basically like the Republicans of England, lead to the election of a new Tory leader, as voted on exclusively by card-carrying, dues-paying members of the Tory party. The people have spoken. Literally less than 1% of the population participated in the process, which appointed Boris Johnson, who couldn't be a more British version of Trump if he had said, When you're a star, they let you do it. You can grab them by the fanny. Boris Johnson may not have said, grab them by the fanny, but he did, just like Trump, question former President Obama's citizenship, writing of Obama's decision to remove a bust of Winston Churchill from the Oval Office, quote, Some said it was a symbol of the Park Kenyan president's dislike of the British Empire. And that's not even close to the worst thing Boris Johnson has said about the continent of Africa, whose people he has called, quote, flag-waving pickaninnies with quote watermelon smiles to see the big white chief about which he once said quote the continent may be a blot but it is not a blot upon our conscience the problem is not we were once in charge but that we are not in charge anymore yes boris johnson who is now the prime minister of england where the problem most definitely is that he is in charge I will deliver on the promise of Brexit. Unfortunately, the promise of Brexit is that Great Britain will be bankrupt, destitute and completely isolated from the rest of the world. I will make England great again. If by great again, he means that England will once again be the tragic, impoverished backdrop of a Charles Dickens novel. Immigrants are the real problem. I had always planned on moving back to England if things in America got too bad under President Trump. I do hereby call for a complete shutdown of Muslims into our country. But now I guess I'll move to Northern Ireland, where I can get some peace. Welcome to a world where the Irish Republic Army is the voice of reason. minor league baseball team, the Pawtucket Red Sox, recently held a pride night at one of their home games, but they sabotaged their own message of supporting gay rights by having former Trump mouthpiece Sean Spicer throw out the first pitch and offering a Chick-fil-A promotion that same night. The only way they could have made the pride night less gay-friendly is if they had offered conversion therapy during the seventh inning stretch. Many LGBTQ advocate groups have criticized this tone-deaf promotion, and it's fair to request an apology from the team. 
But given that Pawtucket is a short drive from Boston, the city that at the end of next month will hold a straight pride parade, a more appropriate way to make things right would be for Pawtucket Red Sox to flip the tables completely. Hello Pawtucket and welcome to Straight Pride Night. It's a beautiful night for baseball and a beautiful night to be heterosexual. We hope that all of our straight fans that came out to the park, that is, feel welcome and comfortable. And now to speak sing our national anthem, presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Hi, I'm Pete, and I'd like to be your next president. I love my husband, and I love America. Oh, say, can you see, by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? And now to throw out the ceremonial first pitch on this straight pride night, actor, singer, and fashion diva, Billy Porter. Billy is wearing a resplendent satin gown styled after a baseball jersey. He's holding a jeweled box, and after taking a moment to vogue on the pitcher's mound, he opens the box to reveal a lavender-colored baseball with rainbow stitching. Breathtaking. He takes the ball, winds up, and... Yas, Queen! What a pitch! A perfect strike! Wow! Shame on me for assuming a fabulous gay man can't throw. Well, folks, we have some great promotions happening tonight on Straight Pride Night. All fans will receive a bag of Doritos Rainbows Tortilla Chips. We're also offering a 50-50 raffle, and all proceeds will go to the It Gets Better Project. And don't leave your seats after the fourth inning, or you'll miss RuPaul's four-base drag race, in which four fans will dress as women and run the bases for a chance to win an autographed poster of Megan Rapinoe. Rapinoe? Everybody's inconsistent on that. I'm going with Rapinoe. So sit back and enjoy your peanuts and Cracker Jacks as you watch men in tight pants choke up on their big sticks of wood. Happy Straight Pride Night, baseball fans. Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper, made possible by the following people. Writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin. Co-host and actress Molly Brown. Writer and actor Daniel Carter-Brown. Actors Tommy Strack, Corey Burns, and Ali Galanik. And making his Barely Audible Whisper debut, the very funny Hoyt Jolly. We hope you enjoyed our broadcast. Please subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast and follow us on social media and tell all of your friends how great we are. We appreciate your support. Welcome to the friends of the guy. Follow the call down the road. Hubris.